Yeah, welcome back to the Each One Teach One podcast. I am your host, Chief, aka the Big Zo, because nobody rep Haiti like me. And if they say they do, they lying, but I still love them because I support everything Haitian. As usual, we got the legend Wolf Taylor behind the ones and twos. Peace, King. You already know what it is, man. Another yes, day to sir. be alive, man. We back. Back to back weeks. I love it. Yeah, this the new normal. This the new normal. <clears throat> How you doing, brother? Listen, man. You know, the thing about podcasting is usually the best podcast happen before the recording actually starts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so Facts. We, so we just had an incredible episode about life, love, family, sacrifices before. Mm. And just know that we're going to, for anybody listening right now, we're going to recreate that conversation. Absolutely. For sure. Maybe Absolutely. not this episode, but it's coming. So be, you know, tune in for that, for sure. Say less, say less. So the title of this episode, right, is 10 Minute Break. And I'm going to tell you why. So someone hit me up. Someone in my, my my universe hit me up. was like, yo, Chief, that new solo joint you did with Wolf was fire, cousin. <laughs> and I was like, yo, good looking. He was like, yo, that shit is like a 10-minute break. So for all those out there that have worked a nine to five, um, you know that you get a 10-minute break. And the 10-minute breaks <laughs> be like 20 minutes. <laughs> like the 10-minute break is never really 10 minutes. Like... You get 10, 10 minutes to decompress and you take like another 10 of like time theft at that point. <laughs> like it's 10 minutes to have like a quick snack and then 10 minutes of stealing time. Cause I'm like, yo, it's yo, you two, you on a 10. You came back a half hour later. Right. So that's what you know these solo joints are. It's like a 10 minute a 10 minute break. Yeah, you gotta what? steal a little time, man. For the sanity. <laughs> For the sanity, man. Come on, bro. You gotta steal time, man. <laughs> you have to, yo. When I was like, yo, that's the name of the next episode. 10 minute break. Hard. And that's how we got here. So thanks for watching. It ain't gonna be 10 minutes, but you can watch it in your 10 minute break because you probably gonna take a 30. That's about, fire. That's fire. That's fire, bro. A paid 30. Man. And then still get your, your unpaid 30. Niggas be stealing time, bro. It is. <laughs> hey, stay your time, man. Fuck white America, man. We good. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, but we back, man. So, Wolf, what's on the docket today, brother? Man, so on the docket, man, we got, we got my boy Deion Sanders, bro. Coach Prime. Coach Prime effect, man. I'm hearing things, man. It's a lot of... A lot of perspectives, a lot of opinions going on in the world right now. But I know you're an avid fan of football, avid yes. fan of sports culture. So yes. I'm going to let you break this down for us, bro. Thank you, my brother. So the Coach Prime effect, right? For those who don't know, um, Deion Sanders was at a, a HBCU college coach or whatever. He did his thing over there. Then he decided to go to Colorado University. It's not an HBCU. There was rumblings, people upset. Oh man, you went to go work for the white man, blah, blah, blah. Um, he took his sons with him, and they're doing very well. It was it was a a big, like a lot of whoop la on he turned his back on the culture, which I disagree with. He went to the HBCU and helped them get to where they needed to go, got eyes on them. The market is crazy, and he ended up in Colorado. So since being in Colorado, um, he's put a lot of light on the university and just on college football as a whole. Like, niggas wasn't watching HBCU football games until Coach Prime got there. Now in Colorado, they were 1-11 mm. last year. There wasn't shit. So this year with Coach Prime, his sons, 
and just the culture that he brought there, they're basically, it's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So they won their first game, boom. And now the second game was against Colorado State. So it was Colorado versus Colorado at that point. Bro, imagine walking into the locker room and you see Dwayne Johnson standing there about to give you the pregame speech. Yeah, that's different. Like The Rock. That's different. <laughs> the Rock could be president. Then when you get to the field, you see Key Glock. You know, these young kids, that's Key Glock and that era of hip-hop is our Nas and Hove kind of. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you see Key Glock like this. Mm. That's the Shador Sanders joint showing the watch. You look to the right, then you see our big homies. You see Flea. You see Cameron doing a dance. You're like, yo, it's this is legit or a freaking rap concert. I, I just got to let you know, they're going to cook you for saying Key Glock is on Nas and Hove. <laughs> I just got to let you know. I just got to let you know. <laughs> for their generation, like Chief Keith was to kick the door down. Mm-hmm. Like not for us, but you see their generation, Moneybag, yo, the young niggas. Mm-hmm. They look up to them. They all at the game, key, Glock. Like, it's a vibe. And then you got the stands. You know, they looking like, yo, who are all these people? Like, rappers, chains on. But then you see The Rock, bro. Yeah. You got Dwayne Johnson at Colorado University for a 10 p.m. Yeah, bro. Football game. Shout out to Primetime, bro. He turned it up, bro. He turned it up. He turned but it up. But you know, when you turn up stuff as a black man, it comes with a lot of hatred. It does. So um, they won the game. They made a big comeback and won the game. It was amazing. But last, and the nine million people watched a college football game at 10 p.m. at night. That's Super Bowl shit. That's Super Bowl shit. Watching these young men put on, which Coach Prime leading the way. Bro, I went through the gram and I see, like, I see, I was going to say the B word, but I don't want to use that. I see women... That don't give a shit about football mm-hmm. at Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. watching the game. Watching the game. Clout chasing. Right. Like you don't even know what the first down is. Right. But you but you watching primetime. Because they want to be down. They don't want to miss out. They don't want to miss out. Shout out to Deion Sanders, yeah, Coach shout Prime. Out Sanders. That's power. That's power, bro. Just walking in like there was the sunglass, the sunglass debacle. Yep. <laughs> that. Yeah, I take my glasses off when I speak to adults. That's what the coach said. Yep. And he made $2 million off the sunglasses the next day. Yep. The next day, you want to talk about how I was raised. I was raised to take my sunglasses off when talking to people. Dion fucked around and made two mil the next day selling a $60 pair of glasses. I should have bought them to have them on right now. Bro. I should have bought them. Businessman, bro. Businessman, a leader. He literally raising the evaluation of the sport, which is like... That's incredible, bro. Like, you think about it, like, not even the players alone bringing 9 million people to watch college football. They barely paying the players. They now starting to pay the college athletes. And then you got this man. He don't even got to be doing this for real. He good, bro. He, he good. set, bro. He could be chilling, driving his Bugatti, living in one of his multiple mansions. <laughs> Facts. You know, dude, living his life the way he wants to. He don't, he don't get no favors for doing this, but he do it for the love. For the love of the game. For the love of the game, They ain't bro. paying him. He already rich. They ain't paying him what he worth. How do you not respect? How can you be a hater and not take the time to accept and think about that shit? You don't got to be here, bro. Absolutely. But I think that real hate comes from, you know, it's always going to be racial. Always. We know that's the world we live in. But I think the real hate comes from, like, the type of demographic that he's bringing into the club. Because, you know, college sports was like slavery. Like, mm-hmm. we remember the Fab Five. Yeah. Detroit, Michigan, Jalen Rose and them, like, 
bro, they got uh, like hate emails from people that alumni from that college because they have bald heads and black socks. I'm wearing black socks for the culture right now. I'm wearing black socks for the culture right now. They have bald heads and black socks and the alumni were contacting the school, sending hate letters like these are the N-words we have representing our college. Wow. Jalen Rose said, I couldn't even afford a bagel. Wow. But I walked past the store and they're selling Jalen Rose jerseys. Wow. And bobbleheads. Wow. Bro, one of the best documentaries I ever watched was the Fab Five documentary ESPN 30 for 30. I'm going to watch that bitch tonight while I'm making these uh, cello clips, for real. Oh, shout out to cello. Word, yeah, bro. For real. ESPN 30 for 30. Imagine going to a college and the people graduated from the college, the donators, the people donating, the college you're making millions for, Damn, calling bro. you a nigga. Damn, bro. And that's crazy because like black pe as black people, you know, black people, so many people... Talk down on us, bro. Pe even people who look like us, bro. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, I ain't even about to get into all that for real. Y'all know where y'all know where I'm taking it. But like, black people raise the evaluation of everything. And it's important that when you black, you gotta understand that you always got a key to the door of of popularity. You always got a key to the door of hyping some shit up. You no matter what type of black person you are, like you have the ability to turn some shit up. But make sure that you understand that if you do, make sure that bread coming back to you. Make sure you got equity in the company. And if you don't understand what equity means, it means you own a piece of the company. You own a piece. So you're not just getting paid by a company. You own a piece of the company. So if you die and the company continue to go on and do good, you do good too. If you're not here to reap the benefits of it, your spouse, your kids, you know, mm. but it's like black people turn shit up. We turn neighborhoods up and then white people come and they gentrify after it got turned up. Niggas Teach. Be, you know, niggas be so quick to talk about everything we do wrong, but then you think white people would be coming to these neighborhoods if we didn't make the neighborhood cool in the first place? What would mm. Harlem be? What would Harlem be to a white person if it wasn't Harlem? What would Brooklyn be to a white person if it wasn't Brooklyn? I know it was white people in these places before, but they left. They left. They left. And they got money. You got to consider they got money. They could be other places. But they came back because now it's Harlem. Because now it's Brooklyn. Culture. It's culture. We do that. We do it in music. We do it in our colloquialism. We do it in fashion. We do it in everything. So all my black people, listen, remember you are the power and you got the power to turn shit up. But if you do, make sure they give you that bread first. Amen. Always. Amen. With great power comes great responsibility. King, you just preached, right? You got to know that. And I'm going to add something to that, my brother, to the other blacks that see a black person doing their thing. Don't hate on them. Mm. A lot of the hate coming for Coach Prime are from people that look like him. Look just like him. I can't wait for this parade to be over. Or I can't wait for you to get your first L. Like, come on. And ironically... What does that do for you? Bro, some people are just miserable, bro. You know, there are people in this world that wake up ready to hate for no reason. And unfortunately, Coach Prime and, and Colorado, the Buffaloes, lost last night. Their first loss was to Oregon, and it was a bad loss, a really bad loss. And the coach of Oregon took a shot, said, we ain't doing this for likes. We doing it for wins. We won't win this game in Hollywood. We're winning it on the grass. Like, 
you claim you ain't doing it for likes, but that whole shit was scripted. That sounds like a clip bait to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the media, Bleacher Report, all picked it up and they're taking shots at Dion. You know, and then in the comments, a lot of the people that, the clap emojis, of course. when you look at the avatar. Of course, of course, of course. It ain't white people doing that. Of course. But you know what, though? And I'm, I'm Dion know this, I'm sure, but it's like, when you on the mission, you can't get distracted. Mm. Niggas gonna distract. That's what niggas do. They gonna distract, bro. They gonna type their little shit up. They gonna get everybody like, yeah, yeah, let's clap because we want the downfall of this nigga. This nigga cocky. He loving life just a little bit too much. Smiling a little too much. Living a little too good. Like, I need to see him lose. It's the Mayweather Damn, effect, bro. bro. It's the, the Mayweather, Mayweather effect. effect. You wanna see him crazy. lose. You wanna see him lose. And when that shit happen, nigga, don't get distracted because really when you think about it, them niggas don't change nothing. They don't stop the bread. They don't stop you going to sleep in your bed. They don't mm. stop nothing, bro. Absolutely. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. And I wanna applaud everybody that is supporting Coach Prime. Some of them are doing it for their own motives. You know what I mean? Clout. When you see the clout train, you're going to try to jump on that joint mm-hmm. and go as far as you can. But I sat down, right? I sat down and I watched like three or four of Deion Sanders' interviews. Like post-game interviews and before-the-game interviews. And I listened like to what he said. Like really listened. Not there's a difference between hearing something and listening to something. Absolutely. Right? And I listened to some of the stuff he said. He's like, I'm teaching these young men how to be men. This is more about the sport. Like, I'm not trying to be a father figure. I am a father figure. Right. If they already have their fathers, I'm a second father figure. I'm teaching these men to pull their pants up. Ain't none of that sagging in my locker room. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm teaching these men, your socks have to be up. Ain't no one sock up, one sock down in my locker room. So all the shit that the other coach was saying about him taking shots, I could do that. I could wear my glasses when I talk to y'all. But these young men won't. When you're talking to the media, take your glasses off. Sit upright. No sagging in my locker room. Those are life lessons. Yeah. Yeah, representation. Representation. Mm-hmm. How could you hate a man doing that? <clears throat> just because he doing it with style. They gonna hate. They gonna hate. That's why you just gotta practice on. You can never really be a master of what somebody else do. You know, you can't never control anything outside of yourself. When the hate comes, the distractions come. All you can control is how you feel about that and, how, and what you decide to do in reaction towards it. And the the only option is to just stay focused. Stay focused. Niggas go, that's what, they, that. that's what they do. Distractions, that's what they do. They doing their job in the universe, bro. That's what they do. It's like we was talking about, like, every man has went through that situation where, dude, you came up in the sandbox with, split your last dollar with him. He slept on your bed. He didn't turn his back on you, betrayed you. Some, that's, it's, it's, a, it's like that is your birthright in becoming to a man. Like, you got to go through shit like that before you can really wear the badge of honor what it means to be a man you know what i mean so niggas hating on you that's part of the that's that's part of your ceremony baby you got to go through that Mm. you teach him bro and it's crazy like coming off the cello interview which is dropping um october 1st cello says some real shit like he watched his dog turn snake on him Mm -hmm. right and then somebody commented it was like yo bro like i just watched one of my main guys reveal themselves to me Mm -hmm. and i told him i said yo my brother unfortunately i can't imagine what you're going through because 
I've had that stuff in life, you know, when you try to help someone and shit like that and they do some snake shit, but like never from my sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like my sandbox is my 32nd people. That's where I'm from. I know the viewers are tired of hearing about East 32nd, but that's where I'm from. Like I was just so lucky to have those those brothers and then my fraternity at this point. 32nd is my fraternity. So much so that I've classified other people I've built strong relationships with. Oh, you 32nd. People like you. People like Steven all the time. I'm like, oh, you don't count. Like, y'all don't count as like new friends. Y'all 32nd. Being put in that bracket for me is like money. Like, that shit is money. So I've never been harmed from someone that I put in that bracket. Like, that 32nd, the number 32 like, people in that bracket could do no wrong in, in my eyes. None. Because y'all earned that, though. And not everybody could get that bracket. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like the... the but overall, as a people, we need to reinvent the narrative and support each other. Because I've helped a lot of people in life. And I will continue to do so, even if helping them doesn't help me or backfired. Like, just because person A... Won't change my character for person B. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Genuine soul, bro. Absolutely. Genuine soul. Dion, keep doing what you're doing. I love what you're doing for these young black men. Um, Being like an extra father figure. You could never have too much father figures in this world. There's only one father, but there'll be multiple father figures. Yeah, why just why just have one father figure? They say it take a village. Mm. You know what I mean? Why not have a village of real niggas? A village of real niggas. Come on, bro. A community that's fire. If you really love, if you really love the people that that you're looking out for and you protecting, then you okay with them having more than one trustworthy individual. Absolutely. Come on, bro. Absolutely, bro. Oh man, but Coach Prime, we salute you, and you gonna rebound off of that L. You're going to rebound off of that, L. And I, I love, 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 love the support that he's getting from everyone. Cam, Maze, Gillian Waller were the first to kick the door down on his support when he was at the HBCU. Like, everybody. And to the black people, man, stop hating, bro. Yeah, it's not Stop hating. Look. It's not a good look. Not not only for us, but the people paying attention to us. Like, mm. come on, bro. Shit need to look good when, we, when they looking at us. We need to have the same jersey, same stripes, same colors going on over here. You, you, you're promoting... Division, my nigga. We need to be promoting unity. Make unity. make this shit look good, bro. Make this shit look good, bro. If I got a problem with my man, it's not for them to see. Mm. Support the village. Come on, bro. You're not a part of it. If you're not a part of the village, just say that then. <laughs> just say that. Just say that then. Just so, say that, bro. You know what I mean? So I could treat you accordingly. Mm. You know what I mean? Because ain't no coming back. Ain't no, and guess what? And when you see us getting chicken and we winning over here, you're not eating. You're not eating. Maybe you lost you, your seat. Maybe you will because the love is that real, but just know that's because of the love is that real, not because of you. But anyway, man, listen. Yo, damn, we should have had the cameras rolling off screen, bro. Because, <laughs> you know, we go in. Like, we get in, bro, with the knowledge. Like, I like this, bro. You know why I really like this? Like, I love the podcast format. Oh, and my pop, my team is, is still in, intact. Yeah. For all the haters looking. But I really like the in-depth one-on-one with you, Wolf, because like, and you said it, this scenario is for the traditional man. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Yeah, we talk about the current event shit, but during the 10-minute break, you're going to learn some shit. For sure. For sure. And this is like a good pep in your step. Like you at work, you on your 10-minute break, you on your way to work, you leaving work. 
you bored, you just whatever, you got some, you in transition or something like that. This is some shit that like get you back grounded and, and help you refocus, you know, because everybody get a little distracted every now and then between the love life, the bills, the rent, the job, you know what I mean? Personal Lifing. goals, anxiety, whatever it is, you know, let this be your little dose of uh, adrenaline, you know what I mean? Let this yeah. be your reminder, you know, because like it's, it's niggas who feel the same way you feel. It's a community, you know, we don't want just the audience, we want a community, and if you listen to this, you a part of that community. And Facts. Like, we going up, you coming with us. Facts. Facts. Come on. Couldn't say it any better than that, man. We're your shot of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> We're your shot of espresso. Let's go. And send in the questions, too. E1T1 Mailbox. And speaking of each one, t uh, teach one mailbox, we got one right here. Yes, sir. From my man, Disruptive Drew. Peace, um, King. That's my Zoe. Shout out to Disruptive Drew. Man, shout out to the Zoe, man, for real. Facts. So my man said... I would love to know, this is a question for you, Chief. Yes, sir. He said, I would love to know, how do you specifically push past moments where you're not as energized while doing some of your passions, like recording a podcast? That's a good question. Damn. That's a good question. I'm going to read it one more time. I'm going to read it one more time. So again, shout out my nigga Disruptive Drew. I would love to know, how do you specifically push past moments where you're not as energized while doing some of your passions, like recording and podcasting? Damn, that's a really good question, bro. Yeah, that's good. Damn, Drew. Yeah, shout out to Drew. It, me and Wolf were just talking about that off camera. I'm yo, dead ass, they need to just make a reality show. A <laughs> WTF media reality show. Cause we be was just talking about this shit, bro. Like so. man, life be lifing, bro. Life be lifing. And I'm gonna be vulnerable. Wolf, I like this question. Can I get vulnerable for a minute? Please, bro. Come on. Don't say do less. Yeah. So I was just telling Wolf, right, that I got I got a um I got a job, right? I, I got a big job offer that I had accepted a few months back. And it was a good bag. It was a big bag. And I felt like I was losing my soul. Like I sold my soul for the bag. Not in a literal sense, obviously, because you know I'm a man of faith, but because of that bag, I was I had to stop podcasting. I stopped working out. My fiance and I had less date nights. I stopped reading. As you know, like this is the Each One Teach One podcast. I got a bookshelf. Me and Wolf got a book club. We exchange books, mm -hmm. right? So those are four things I mentioned that I love doing. I love reading. I love working out. Obviously, love spending time with my fiance. And I love podcasting. I had to put all of those things on hold because of that big bag. So I sold my soul. And I lost the motivation. But in life sometimes, bro, like, I know everyone's heard this before. Not all money is good money. Money where you have to sell, basically, doing things you love for is money that you probably should do without. And this right here helped me, you know, being able to talk to great people. To answer your question, Drew, great people in your life, like my brother's. That 30-second threshold, that village, being able to be vulnerable, whether it's therapy, speaking to a professional, or speaking to your brother. My brothers are my therapists. Watching clips from Express Yourself Black Man, shout out to Kizzle, mm -hmm. stuff like that, like reading that like, black man, you are enough. Money is more. Money, you're more than money. You're more than what you bring to the table. Like Little stuff like that, reading them on a daily basis, having those daily conversations with, with my team. Helped me refocus. And planning too. Planning your escape. 
saving, like planning and organizing and finding just little loopholes to find a way to doing things that you love again brings that motivation back. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't podcast in a minute because of outside factors, bro. But now I'm here answering your question because I was able to lean on my culture, which is also your culture, lean on my homies and lean on my village to help me, to help me get that motivation and that spark back, bro. Like that's why I take my relationships so serious, my friendships, relationships, like niggas don't take their ships serious. Ships are very important, bro. Yeah. Them bridges are very important because they can help you at times like this. That's a bar. Ships. Respect your ships. And now I'm back here. So shout out to Disruptive Drew, man. Sometimes you got to lean on your ships to look for that motivation. Sometimes you can't get it for yourself because you stuck in whatever you're doing. That, that matrix, it's hard to escape from it. But then you got to lean on your ships, bro. That's what I did. And now we back. Now we back and we here, man. We back and we here. And it feels good. Did I answer the question, Wolf? What you, you did, think? Absolutely. Absolutely. If I if I can, I want to add that um <clears throat> when I'm trying to get refocused, I try to like figure out like where the source of um where the source of my distraction is like coming from. You know, sometimes mm. a lot of the time that should be food. Just being honest. Like food? Some, food. Like sometimes if you're not feeling elevated, if you're not feeling like energized, because I think he said specifically you're not as energized right so that's why specifically like the energy comes from fuel that's energy is fueled you know what i mean like energy it, it needs something to sustain from and a lot of the time you gotta check the fuel you know what i mean like maybe you need to make some better habits in your food because mm. when you eat better it'll lift you, you up a little better. you know what i mean your diet your diet you know what i mean wow. so just make sure if you're not feeling energized you need to be fueling yourself properly you know um Sometimes, bro, like a lot of the time, like I'm a big coffee drinker. Caffeine is like my drug of choice, right? But sometimes, same. Sometimes, if you can manage it, skip the caffeine, take a nap instead, bro, because it's the realest source of energy anyway. You know what I mean? It's the realest source. Like maybe you need more sleep, bro. Maybe you need to eat better, bro. Maybe you need to stretch. You know, I don't know if you a gym person, you already got that going for you. You know what I mean? But maybe do a little stretching, take a light walk. You know what I'm saying? Eat a salad, nigga. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> for real, it's, it's things you could do. Even meditate, bro. Read a book, zone out. Like maybe mm. focus your energy and your attention on things of like substance. Not saying that you're not, but you know what you do in your free time. A lot of time we all be just fucking off. You know what I mean? So maybe there's better things we can do. So just want to add that in there too. I love shit, that. That's some shit that helped me. I love that, man. Wolf answering questions from the E1T1 mailbox. I love it. That was a real, like, intentional answer, bro. For sure. Like, energy. Energy is real. Your surrounding is energy. Your diet is energy. It's all energy. It's crazy. It's crazy how that's so true. Damn, that was fire, Wolf. Thank you for that. Man, take us to the outro, bro. Oh, bet. Oh, yeah. Damn, we got here soon. Yeah, we got that's here That's the soon. energy. We got here <laughs> soon. So, as you know... um, the outros for these solo joints are going to be quotes from my dad, bro. Sometimes they're going to be real. Sometimes they're going to be funny, like the last one. Sometimes they're going to be like life-changing quotes, like the three levels of friendship. I'm going to always go back to that because that was the quote that went viral. But I think um, this week's quote, it, it's funny, but it's also real at the same time. So quotes from my dad, right? I remember um, 
it was random too. I remember one day I went to go chill with my dad, which is mostly on Sundays. So I'll probably go chill with him and my mother today. And we were talking about like cologne. Um, I'm a I I love like smelling good. You feel me? If you know Chief, you know I'm a cologne connoisseur. Hit us with one real quick. What you be on? Oh man, I'm telling my secrets, but you family. <laughs> uh, YSL, the classic one. Wifey just bought me one, a new one that I want to try out. But I ain't try it yet because I'm big on sticking to what I know. So it's a little bit of YSL, two, know what I mean, to the left side, and then polo red, two to the right side. And then you just leave the house. So when you walk in, you feel me? It's got double, <laughs> like double aroma. Like, you feel me? You're going to smell that YSL if I like turn to the left? Or you're going to smell that polo red if I turn to the right? You feel me? I feel it. And send, yo, listen, I mentioned y'all send those sponsorships. I ain't playing. <laughs> Put my leg up for this quote from my dad, right? So um, we were talking about colognes. You know, I got him like his, his favorite cologne, Hugo Boss or whatever. And Haitian men have a specific cologne called Azawo, mm. Azaro, mm. like that they love. That shit is strong as hell. That's like a Haitian thing that the Haitian men be doing. Yo, you could smell a Haitian man from a mile away. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. You know they got that Azawo on, that shit strong as fuck, bro. What is that? I don't know. I don't wear that shit. <laughs> I don't wear that shit. And I'm the big zoe. You feel me? But my dad, right, he said to me, um, we were talking about colognes or whatever, and you know, your father will never stop being your father, even when you're a grown-ass man. Right. So he's like, listen, listen. At nighttime, after you take a shower, and you're about to lay down, before you do your push-ups or your exercise or whatever, spray. <laughs> Yo, this is funny. He said, make sure you spray a little bit of cologne. Always after your nightly shower. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's because he was like, you want to smell good next to your lady. So I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I waste my cologne when my woman already knows, you feel me? Right. That the hygiene is on point, that her man smelled good. He was like, no, 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 no. It's not for your lady. It's in case you die in your sleep. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, what? He was like, yeah, in case you die in your sleep. You don't want to meet God smelling bad. My name is Chief and I'm out. Each one teach one. Oh my God. <laughs> Die in your sleep because you don't want to meet God smelling bad. <laughs>